Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. If your resolution for the coming year is to spend less time on your commute scrolling through Twitter or playing Puzzler on the Roof, there's no shortage of fantastic and fantastical new books you can use to take a break from mindless screen time. Curating this year's new arrivals was tough, but we managed to narrow the list down to our top ten favourites. So, in no particular order, we present to you the Wired Science Desk's completely unscientific picks for the best science and science fiction writing of 2016. Because sometimes you just got to go with your gut, or rather your gut microbes. Let's start with non-fiction. Patient H.M. by Luke Dittrich. There's a certain poetic intrigue to the story of Henry Mollison, the most important neuroscience subject of the 20th century, as told through the eyes of science writer Luke Dittrich. In the 1950s, it was Dittrich's grandfather, William Scoville, who tried to cure Mollison of his epileptic seizures by removing significant portions of his brain. Instead, the lobotomy turned Mollison into a profound amnesiac, living the rest of his life in a series of 30-second increments. Equal parts personal tragedy and scientific breakthrough, Patient H.M. is the story of the most famous brain in the history of neuroscience and the fight over its fate following the death of its owner in 2008. The book's release sparked some serious controversy this summer, raising questions over Dittrich's treatment of one MIT researcher, adding another dramatic chapter to the now decades-long saga. Next we have I Contain Multitudes by Ed Yong. Whether you like it or not, the microbiome is just hot right now, but that's not the only reason to read Ed Yong's sweeping history of science's study of the microbial universe. Things get downright personal when he examines what exactly it means to be human when half of your cells aren't human at all. If you can get through the parts of the book that feel just like a long list of bacteria, you'll be rewarded with fascinating and sometimes contradictory revelations about the origins of human life, about health and disease, and even about long-standing notions of selfhood and free will. Like all new ideas, it can be hard to take in at times, but Yong's writing is wonderfully accessible, and he's perfectly suited to acquaint you with your other bacterial half. Next is Weapons of Math Destruction by Cathy O'Neill. In today's world, if you want to change your fate, you've got to pray at the altar of the algorithm. 
From what job you can get, to what car you can buy, to the kind of home you can afford, to the way the police treat your neighbourhood, mathematical models are increasingly the arbiters of your destiny. And as a math guru, Cathy O'Neill argues in her newest book, these models are just the latest way America's institutions perpetuate bias and prejudice to reward the rich and keep the poor, well, poor. It's a nuanced reminder that big data is only as good as the people wielding it. And then there's Water is for Fighting Over by John Fleck. If you just can't take any more bad news this year, cheer up with John Fleck's refreshing counter-narrative to long-enduring axiom that water wars will lead to the collapse of civilization in the American West. A veteran water journalist, Fleck chronicles a hopeful future for the region, despite longer, bigger droughts being driven by climate change and a growing population. In 13 concise chapters, largely focusing on the Colorado River, he details how collaboration between states, communities and water rights holders is replacing the winner-take-all approach of the 20th century and foretelling a more optimistic outlook on the western water front. And finally, in the non-fiction category, we have The Wasp That Brainwashed the Caterpillar by Matt Simon. From fish that make their homes in the anal cavities of sea cucumbers to spiders that spin webs to mimic bird turds and every evolutionary wormhole in between, the world is filled with some pretty absurd creatures. Wired's very own Matt Simon has captured the strangest of them all in his first book, a veritable parade of eccentric animal profiles that make you laugh so hard you won't even realise you're actually learning a thing or two about niche distribution and adaptive camouflage. Which takes us to sci-fi. The first on our list is Too Like the Lightning by Ada Palmer. This dizzying, self-driving, flying freight train of a book will smash your expectations and test all of your daintier constitutions. It occupied Wired's book club for weeks as we attempted to dissect the different storylines and gnarled and twisted family political tree and futuristic societal codes in a world where gender is irrelevant. Careful, spoilers are plenty in there. We found the abrupt ending to be a bit cruel, considering we have to wait until March for the release of the next book in the series, called Seven Surrenders. But if you time it right and place your orders now, you can avoid similar frustrations. Next we have The Obelisk Gate by N.K. Jemison. The second book in a trilogy rarely makes any year-end best of lists. Middle books are for stalling, filling in backstories and developing peripheral characters and all the other less-than-riveting busy work necessary to unleash a successfully climactic final act. But the obelisk gate rebukes this formula, jumping straight back into the action of evil Earth and accomplishing along the way something we would have thought impossible, one-upping its predecessor, The Fifth Season, which was another Wired Book Club pick. With her rare talents for vivid world-building, seismology geekery and razor-sharp social commentary, we just can't get enough N.K. Jemison. If you feel the same way, don't miss her original piece in Wired's January fiction issue. And next we have the Saga comic book series by Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples. How do you feel about surreal, reality-bending, space opera, rom-com epics? Good? Well then, great, because you'll love this series, published by Image Comics and now entering its fifth year. Drawing heavily from the tradition of Star Wars, but with a brilliantly original vision, Saga is set in a galaxy in an eternal war with itself. Its heroes are a pair of star-crossed soldiers from two warring races, their story told through the eyes of their, against all odds, love child. We wish the paperback versions contained the letter section, but that's our only complaint with the sweeping, sexy drama of one family fighting to find their place in the universe. 
And then we have Sleeping Giants by Sylvain Nouvelle, a giant disembodied metal hand buried beneath the Black Hills, an 11-year-old girl who dedicates her life to unravelling its myriad mysteries. This is the setup for first-time novelist Sylvain Nouvelle's self-published debut. It has since been picked up by Sony Pictures and publishing House Del Rey, in that order. Inspired by the comic book heroines of his childhood, Nouvelle's book is packed with badass female protagonists who turn what could be a staid starting point into an illuminating and wholly original scientific thriller. At 320 pages, this standalone story is perfect for the commitment phobic among you. And finally, Paper Menagerie and Other Stories by Ken Liu. If you want three reasons to pick up Ken Liu's collection, look no further than the Hugo, the Nebula, and the World Fantasy Award. They are sci-fi's top honours, and Liu's heart-core-shattering title story just became the first work of fiction to win all of them. The other 14 stories are carefully curated from the more than 70 he's published over the last dozen years. Each of them cuts straight through to the marrow of yourself. Together, they are strands of a carefully constructed web that pull and hint at a massive, life-consuming opus, tamped into a volume that can fit on your bookshelf, if not in the expanses of your mind. This article posted by Megan Molteni for Wired. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.